0: Welcome back to the Professional Millennials Podcast, where we talk about life from the perspective of millennials. She's Tori.
1: And he's Derek.
0: Let's dive into our weekly update. So last Monday, since I still have Mondays and Tuesdays off on my short weeks and Tori is still on the job, but we decided to go out for some brunch at a place called Snooze. If you've never been, when you go on a weekend, no matter where you are, it's going to have a wait. So we decided to cash in on having the weekday off and go over there, we got seated with absolutely no wait and I had an awesome meal
1: and we just need to express how much of a miracle this is because we have tried going to snooze in multiple other cities we tried to go to one in Denver also one in Charlotte and uh you know the line was just so long we had to end up going somewhere else so we finally finally got to go to snooze together
0: and when it's the first meal of the day I don't want to have to wait an hour because that's going to get me too hangry real fast
1: yeah hangry is not it's really hard to come back from hangry
0: especially starting your day with hangry you don't want it to be like 11 a.m with a full schedule of things to do and you're just in a bad mood to start
1: especially when they're like chores and stuff definitely so we absolutely had a blast over at snooze and luckily i got an amazing phone call that i got the job i'd been interviewing for so I start on Monday when this airs, so everybody give me good wishes for my first day of work.
0: That was probably one of the nicest parts, is that they told you, hey, take the week. It'll be easier for payroll if you start next Monday, so you got a whole week to kind of enjoy your fun employment, get some new outfits, and get yourself mentally prepared.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh crap, I've been working from home for so long, like time to go buy some actual slack so I don't look like an absolute fool showing up for my first day.
0: So after snooze, we had a really big meeting. Want to go into that a little bit more?
1: Yes. So after snooze, we we had to set ourselves up for a good day. We ended up going to check out our wedding venue. Going into it, we didn't know if this was going to be our venue, but seeing it was all we needed to seal the deal on that.
0: Pretty awesome place, lots of different sections to the venue, lots of different areas for the different portions of the ceremony and reception. Not to mention they have some pretty cool animals on site. We don't wanna ruin the surprise for anybody coming, but I think it's gonna be a pretty magical night.
1: It's gonna be a great time and we were able to go ahead and uh, sign our contract, get our date set up. So um, we will be married April 10th of 2022. I can't wait to marry you.
0: It's gonna be amazing. And then because yesterday was April 10th, 2021, we decided to try to celebrate a little bit. So we made a fire pit, had a nice time out there because we will be a fire pit at the wedding as well. Did some s'mores, had a few nice drinks on our patio, and it was a a lovely night together.
1: Hopefully we can make it a tradition moving forward.
0: And that about wraps up our weekly update.
1: What we decided to talk about for this week is just really the effects of COVID on our everyday life, our long-term life, just how it's impacted us and what that'll look like moving forward. So some things that have affected most people include, you know, working at home and working out at home, just things that you would usually like look forward to leaving your house to do. We now do in the comfort of our own home for safety and to protect others.
0: Yeah, the working out from home thing was nice at first. We happened to invest in a set of weights and a a weight bench and some other equipment before COVID, so we were able to have access to it. But I definitely noticed that within the first six months, I was doing okay, and then after that, my intensity just dropped. Because when you're working out six feet away from your couch with the TV and the fridge and everything, it's easy to lose motivation for those last couple of sets and maybe cut out early.
1: And we did move, you know, we're in a slightly smaller square footage place now, so we don't really have that room like we did before for like our dedicated weight bench and all of our dumbbells and stuff. Not only are we working at home, working out at home, but so many more people have really dipped their toes into cooking at home. You know, eating out is expensive, it adds up quick. Of course, it's such a nice treat to support restaurants around here whenever you're able to, but you know, Cooking at home is really great, especially with all these TikTok dishes trending. Shout out to the um, tomato feta. I don't even like feta, but that was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little cream sauce with like no prep at all.
1: So tasty. Add a little chicken or some protein in there and wow, you've got an amazing meal.
0: I think it's funny how some people look at that like it's weird to follow along with a video or something like that as your your guidance for a recipe. But it's the same thing as following a recipe book, just a different medium. It's the exact same thing as following a recipe. You just have the person in front of you showing you.
1: Oh, yeah. And I feel like there's been a lot of really cool ones. Like, I'm not sure if you remember this one. It was more like a further back, but it was like this co- special coffee that people were trying with, like, sugar and instant coffee. Did you ever try that?
0: No, I'm not into that
1: not into that. Yeah, you know, for to each their own, but cool fun things to try out there, you know, if you're bored at home, might as well try it. And speaking of being bored at home, people have been picking up some other hobbies. Things like getting plants. Um like raise your hand if you have bought a plant since covid started. I would have like 10 hands up, like
0: <laughs> if not more, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh so far nothing's died, so we're in a great path there.
0: Better knock on wood.
1: <laughs> okay, we're good. So the main benefit, I, I would say the best thing that's really come out of this whole stay-at-home COVID lockdown is that everybody's transitioned to uh, no real pants. Athleisure wear is the new, the new uh, look.
0: Yeah, I think Kanye West was, you know, miles ahead on this one. For years, <laughs> he's been wearing sweatpants to red carpet events and swanky black tie affairs. I think he just... You know being the the outside the box thinker he is he knew something was coming
1: oh my gosh yeah (laughs) he was onto something and it's funny you know some people have just embraced it as a whole outfit some people still have to keep it a little professional on top
0: a lot of the men's business attire that i look at you know comes in either a stretch fit or wicking things along those lines they're gonna be a lot more comfortable especially for me Being a chiropractor, I got to, you know, squat down, reach over people, move around a lot. So it's nice to have a little bit more comfort there when I'm in the office.
1: Oh, 100%. And for you, it actually must be so awkward in an office setting because it's so weird when you meet new people these days. It's like you have you do this awkward little dance like, oh, uh, I probably shouldn't shake your hand or get too close to you. But waving is weird. Like, how do I greet you? The
0: hardest part for me by far is that I'm meeting new people every single day in my profession and I don't see their faces. And it's really important many times, especially people who are in pain, to see their facial expressions and to know how they're feeling. Maybe if you're doing a stretch, it might be going too far and they're wincing. All I'm seeing is maybe a little bit of a squint above the mask. So it's hard to gauge people's emotions if they have trouble expressing them. And, of course, wearing the masks you can't always understand everything people are saying if they mumble trail off or have issues with it you're going to lose more in communication there
1: yeah so that's definitely been a whole negative with these new covid protocols or etiquettes i guess but something else that's really been a bummer is the fact that there's not really any concerts anymore now that we're in austin you know We were expecting to go to like Austin City Limits and like an in person South by Southwest, but that's, you know, moved to virtual and things are just changing.
0: Yeah, two years straight, those big festivals, which are huge draws for the city, have been canceled. That's tough for a lot of the local artists and local business owners who would have a lot more people who are tourists coming in, eating at their restaurants, maybe parking in their lots where they'd be making money, hotels losing out, Airbnbs, lots of people. There's a big trickle down here the economic effects from it of course when COVID hit a lot of cultural centers and performance venues were just shut down completely not holding any more events there was one event that my last office we were scheduled to have a whole wellness event and we had many different vendors from the community lots of different businesses were going to come out and be a part of it and the shutdown happened just two weeks before we were having our event and that had to be completely shut down so that was really sad, not just for us because we were excited for it, but also for the other businesses that we were supporting and the host venue as well.
1: I'm sure some of those companies like really are relying on that each year. Mm-hmm.
0: So It's a big draw. Tough. It's a lot of their marketing as well.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You know, gatherings have stopped in many ways. They're finally coming back now. You see the NFL and the MLB have really been spearheading this, bringing groups back right here in Texas. the. The Rangers did full capacity for their home opener, and that's over 30,000 people crammed into that building, so that was pretty wild to see. It's awesome to see people cheering, getting back into that uh, community feel as well when you're at events like that.
1: I saw my sister, my younger sister, Laura, on Instagram posted a photo of like her with a hot dog at a uh, baseball game, and I was like, oh my gosh, I like had immediate FOMO. I was like, I haven't been to a game in so long. That would be so much fun, like, just to get the hot dog and be there and have a beer and stuff. I just miss that.
0: I love that, like I said, the community feel when you're at a game, there's a pop of the bat, someone hits a home run, and everybody there is standing on their feet cheering. You start high-fiving people that you've never met before. I mean, is that going to happen? Are people going to want to high-five someone they don't know in their section? I feel like that was one of the best parts of being at any sort of sports game is just everyone there enjoying it, reveling in that victory together, no matter what that small victory is, or being at a concert and an awesome song comes on, maybe one of those hits the artist has, and everyone knows that the first note plays and everyone just starts like screaming or singing along, swaying together, just a lot of that community is breaking down.
1: I'm telling myself that we're going to get back there. Hopefully it might soon. be a few years, but. We'll, be, we'll get back there. I know
0: some of the smaller venues around here, like Mozart's Cafe, they've brought back a lot of their musical artists. Bangers as well on Rainy Street is bringing back some live music. So it's great for those small-time artists who rely on that for outreach.
1: Might have been, like, close to a year since they've had their last gig. So, like, let's get them back performing.
0: And on the other hand, some artists have really used this to their advantage, They've used a lot of this time they have stuck on their own at home to write new material. People like Justin Bieber has put out, what, five new singles, maybe, in in the COVID times in just this year? That's pretty wild. And then you have other artists are doing live stream concerts. I've tuned into some from Chance the Rapper, AJR, and what I really loved about AJR's performance is when they dropped their new album, they did a concert to unveil it, and they used the YouTube chat to get questions from the quote audience. So it really felt like there were people there, they were interacting with people even though they weren't face to face. So there's definitely ways that we're finding to stay connected with each other, but it's much different and it's, it's harder for some.
1: Absolutely. It is quite a transition, you know, adapting into this new way of living. And, you know, a lot of us were like, oh, two weeks to stop the spread. You know, we never anticipated that we would be here now still kind of going through these motions. So there are some really big positives though, in my eyes. Curbside shopping. Why was this not bigger before? Driving up to Ulta and having them just put it in your back seat. Same thing with like all these retail shops uh, for clothing and whatnot. Like that is a way of the future. This is so convenient, so amazing, especially for us millennials. We love online shopping. This way we don't have to pay for shipping. It just makes sense. I believe Target had like those little pull up parking spots like before all this went down, but now there's so many more. Now you see it at the grocery store. That is totally worth it if you want to just do the grocery online and have them put it in your trunk. Like the worst part of the grocery stores is like going in there with your mask. It's super crowded. You don't want to get too close to people, but they're standing in front of what you need. It's just so much more convenient this way. I really hope that this is like a way of the future and like we keep this going.
0: There's rows of spaces now that I see in front of H-E-B and other grocery stores. Uh, I don't really like it for the grocery stores. We kind of got burned by it last week when you tried to order some salmon.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Instead of getting a a bag of fillets, we ended up getting one single fillet, which just wasn't really going to feed us. So we had to pivot there. So there's some benefits and drawbacks. I think some of the kinks are still being worked out by these businesses who are venturing into these new systems. I'm just saying there's certain things I wouldn't want to use online shopping for. Like produce, I wouldn't trust them. They're probably going to grab whatever's right on top and not care about it. And there's definitely a big variety there, a variation in quality. Same with clothes. I still don't shop too much online for clothes unless I know the brand and I know the fit. Shoes are, are tough for me to shop online for. I really like being able to go into a store. So that's been, like you said, a little bit tough with COVID. When somebody's standing in front of the item you want and you're waiting around just shuffling hoping you don't burst their personal space bubble and make them feel uncomfortable
1: come on babe the future is now old man everything's done online get with it
0: i'm just a holdout i can't help it
1: i know who are you boomer
0: although i have tried some uh some different ways to connect with people i didn't think i would enjoy it but the house party app was really fun i did it with a couple of buddies we were doing an online, you know, happy hour kind of thing where we all had a few drinks. It let us play a few games on there, like their version of Apples to Apples and some Pictionary type games. So we had a good time with it and it helps out when your friends are living in different states.
1: Definitely anything to help connect us is definitely a positive.
0: So with the whole move to the digital space, there's a lot of things changing for that community. Like we talked about with House Party, Zoom and Skype have skyrocketed a lot of those services are now booming because it's the only way people can have meetings for work the only way they feel comfortable it's also giving people a lot more freedom to travel while they work they just have a a wi-fi connection they can keep working and be wherever they want to be i know a lot of students in college as well they would rent out houses in nice destinations and just stay there and study together instead of being on campus
1: yeah i have a friend who her and her boyfriend are going on a seven-week cross-country road trip because they both work remote and why the hell not that is so cool
0: so definitely a lot of positives here that go along with the covid cultural changes but some negatives as well we'll see how things turn out in the next few months as things continue to open up and we see which changes will stay and which changes will be thrown to the wayside this week's dog of the week is a special happy birthday shout out to the one and only Brady. So, Brady is my sister's dog. She adopted him from a shelter just after I adopted Daisy. So, they are now the same age, seven years old. He's just a few months younger. So, when Daisy was growing up between three and six months back in New Jersey with me on a summer break one year, Brady joined the mix and there were three dogs. My family dog, Avishla Azar, was the old man of the group. And then The two young pups, Daisy and Brady, just kind of learning from him, loving life. They had an acre to play on those three, and it was a great summer for all of them. I think it really helped their development because both Daisy and Brady are great around other dogs, other people. They're never aggressive. They're really good at interacting. So shout out to you, Brady. You were an awesome pup to help Daisy grow, and I think she helped you grow as well. And I can't wait for you guys to see each other again because you always have fun together.
1: Yeah, and he just keeps an eye out on Clara and Dante. What a great protector dog. He's a
0: great big brother to them. Especially when they were babies, they might grab his tail or his ears or get a little bit too rough with him. Never would he, you know, snarl or growl or God forbid he would definitely not bite. He is not that kind of dog. He is definitely a little snuggler a cuddler a lover.
1: He's such a little much. He's actually obsessed with your sister. He, he like, will cry if she leaves without him. Like, she he wants to go everywhere, like, attached to her hip. It's, like, the cutest thing I've big, ever seen.
0: Big mama's boy. He loves her so much. Like, he's got to be around her. He wants to sleep with her. He wants to hang out with her on the couch. He just is really, really good as a family dog for them.
1: right everybody now it's finally here the best segment turn up or throw up are you ready for this week's turn up or throw up Derek let's do it (laughs) absolutely love the enthusiasm so first turn up or throw up for you working from home
0: that's a throw up for me dog I need to interact with people I struggled in the few times I had a desk job even in an office I gotta move around and be around people so I love my job being in the office
1: I feel that okay number two curbside shopping I guess you kind of already shared your thoughts with us on this
0: I guess a moderate throw up here I am a very efficient shopper as you know I have these long legs so if I know what I'm going in there for boom I hit that aisle grab what I need turn around Hit the register, especially if it's self checkout, boom, knock that out. I'm done in no time.
1: But imagine this you pick it out online, you drive up, they put it in your back seat, and then you're on your way. If you already know what you want, I well, feel I go like in.
0: I would sit there and just be like, why are they not here already?
1: Oh my God. Oh it's, my just, God. <laughs> it's just not for me. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Okay, number three greeting people during COVID
0: turn up i have to use a lot of hand sanitizer and stuff at work that's where most of my greetings are the only tough part is that I'm one of those people who will smile at everyone walking by or like you know give a wave say hi if i'm on a run or walking down the street with daisy or in a store and now people just see me squinting at them they're like what is this guy doing
1: <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> yeah I
0: swear i'm not giving you a stink eye i'm just trying to smile and it's not coming through the mask
1: oh man yeah that's tough And number four for you today, cooking more at home. Turn up or throw up?
0: Turn up. We're pretty good at cooking. We have a good amount of recipes that we can do basically off the tops of our heads. We generally know what all the ingredients are. We can toss it together and do little ad-libs here and there. Like with our bolognese, we can change it up a little bit here and there. Stuff like that. It's fun just to play around in the kitchen because you know I kind of shoot from the hip in the kitchen. I'm not somebody who's going to follow the recipe to a T all the time, so it's been fun just messing around a bit.
1: Definitely. And just wait till our veggies start going. We can start throwing those on our bolognese. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll be fun.
1: Oh yeah. But I definitely recommend like meal prepping. Like if you have a set out schedule and you stick to it, it just like makes that so much easier. Cause then you like know you have all the ingredients and you're just on a schedule. It's just easy to follow.
0: And if you're a single or just a couple, not cooking for a large group, don't shy away from making those big meals because you end up making yourself lunch for the next day and if you do have like you said a set out schedule of meal prep and you have four meals or so you're cooking during the work week you can have maybe monday's leftovers on wednesdays and mix it up a little bit push them around see what you like It's just nice to have that food on hand
1: one hundred percent all right number five turn up or throw up home gyms
0: say turn up (laughs) I think one of the toughest parts for people to get motivated to work out is going to the gym and if you don't have to drive there and drive back it can help you get a little workout in real quick that was me on a lot of my lunch breaks before i joined f45 just get a quick half hour to an hour in at home do my shower boom all done
1: absolutely and number six for you covid pet adoptions
0: Big time turn up. Lots of people who are at home feeling a a loss of connection have adopted dogs. And there's a lot of shelters that are now have massive wait lists because all the dogs have been taken. They all have homes. And it's exciting to see.
1: It's a great thing. And number seven for you, IG Lives.
0: Turn up. Definitely turn up. It's been used a whole lot. I was just watching one this morning. And I think it's an awesome medium.
1: Have you ever, like, t- watched one, like, actually live and, like, typed in a question or something?
0: Yeah. Oh, I've definitely gotten involved with my cousin Chris doing his IG live streams. He is an artist. He's a currently a music teacher in school. But he is such a gifted musician that every Tuesday he will do a live stream acoustic session and i've tossed in a little song recommendation or just you know shout out hey what's up send some love his way
1: heck yeah another great way to connect
0: so i was actually watching a live stream yesterday and it was talking about a new rule in the mlb where they're trying to discourage pitchers from cheating and stuff and i noticed blake snell cy young winner was in the chat and he started interacting with people and so then i hopped in i was like Trying to interact with this professional baseball player who's watching what we're watching. And it's cool how celebrities are jumping into stuff like that. And you can literally be essentially in a crowd with them at an event, but it's all digital.
1: Whoa, what was the stream for?
0: They were just talking about the rule changes and who was getting put under the magnifying glass for cheating. And he was saying that he's all natural. He does not cheat. He's totally against it. And it's cool to see him coming out, again, being a part of the conversation but also somebody who's such a high-level performer saying that I wouldn't cheat. I really don't like that as being part of the game. So integrity move.
1: Very cool. I'm glad you had that experience. The next one I have for you today is trying viral TikTok foods.
0: Turn up. So far, so good for us.
1: Yeah, 10 out of 10 there. Number nine, turn up or throw up. NFTs.
0: I'll say throw up because they make me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not somebody who gets into the stock market and investing heavily. Um, For that reason, I just don't know enough. I've heard many people saying they're going to be the next big thing. I just can't understand why people want to spend so much money on something like the first tweet from Jack Dorsey. That just doesn't have any appeal to me. But then I look at things like Fortnite, where it's a free game, and people end up spending hundreds or even thousands, in some cases, on new skins and weapons and stuff. So there's definitely a space for it. I just struggle to see the long-term future.
1: Yeah, I was a little shocked when I heard that like this Croatian tennis star had like sold part of her arm as an NFT. For
0: tattoos, right?
1: I, I guess. I mean, I don't know that much about it. Yeah. I need to do my research. It's just so new, and... Man, I'm such a millennial. I should ask some some Zoomers about it.
0: What I think about is Beanie Babies. I mean, remember our parents, I think, in us I said, oh, Beanie Babies are such a collector's item. they're gonna be worth so much. And now they're worth like nothing. There's a handful that are worth anything. And that's the main point I've gotten from the NFT information is that probably 95 to 99% of them are gonna be nearly worthless or won't be a positive investment. But that... One to five percent is going to blow up, and how do you know what that one to five percent is?
1: I agree with you. So, the last turnover throw up for this week Justin Bieber's new music.
0: Turn up. <laughs> we were just talking about how I think at every point we all gave him a little bit of hate for one thing or another, whether it was, oh, he's too much of a little teeny bopper boy, or like, oh, he's being the dumb teen, oh, he got his. Lamborghini stuck on the beach. You know, he's cocky. Oh,
1: he retired. Oh. Yeah,
0: all this stuff. But the dude just keeps putting out music that continues to top charts. And whether you enjoy the music or not, you got to respect that, right?
1: Yeah, okay. Another question here, just because we're talking about it. If you had to rank the three songs, Holy, Lonely, and Peaches by Justin Bieber, how would they rank in your opinion?
0: No brainer. Number three is going to be lonely number two peaches nah 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 number <laughs> one holy
1: i figured you'd go around that route very nice yeah no they're daughter. great songs they're all bops all right now we're moving right along on to our deal of the week for this week's episode This is a great time of year to take advantage of Lowe's and Home Depot having their spring savings events. You're able to really tackle any of your outdoor projects. This is something Derek and I have been taking advantage of multiple times this week. We just got like 20 bags of mulch from Lowe's. Uh, It's their premium mulch and it's on sale for $2 a pop. So we are really close to making really good progress on our fire pit. So check that out. They should be having it at least through the 21st of April.
0: As always, we're finishing off the episode with our On the Bright Side segment. And I know I've done sports stories before, but this one happened and I couldn't pass up the opportunity. to Talk about Trey Mancini. He's a player on the Baltimore Orioles, and he had a solid 2019 season. He was ready to hit the ground running in 2020 and keep piling up those stats to improve on the year he had before. Sadly, early on in spring training of 2020, he was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. If you know much about cancer, stage three and four is when it usually starts to spread and can have a grim outlook. Trey Mancini had to miss the entire 2020 COVID-shortened season in order to go through chemotherapy and deal with all the physical tolls that takes on your body. Now, in the 2021 season... Doctors gave Mancini the all-clear to rejoin the team. He went through spring training. He was a crowd favorite just for battling through and showing his determination. So just this week, the Orioles had their home opener, their first game at home. And of course, Mancini comes to the plate and every fan in attendance stands up and gives him a standing ovation, cheering him on, just kind of as a beacon of hope for everybody. And you can't write this stuff because in the first pitch that Trey Mancini sees in the 2021 season at Camden Yards, he lets loose a swing that sends it out of the stadium, hitting a home run, and every fan stayed on their feet. Nobody sat back down. I mean, I think if you didn't have goosebumps, you probably don't have a pulse.
1: The first pitch?
0: First pitch he saw at Camden Yards. Really an awesome story here. He battled through. Again, it's just a a great story of hope, determination, and triumph to uh, inspire us. Coming off of our COVID 2020 year, that had a lot of people down in the dumps. It had a lot of mental health issues. People with addiction struggled. It's hard sometimes, but hopefully a lot of us are getting ready for those glow-ups, and we're about to come out of these COVID times better than ever.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week for another episode with us. We love talking with you guys about life from the perspective of millennials. He's Derek. I'm Tori. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.